Big Bruce. Big Bad Bruce. Call me Bruce, Bruce, I can hear it calling Bruce, Bruce, I can hear it It's Bruce Brave. Most Fridays we know him as Bruce, but today we know him as Mr. Worldwide. Mr. Worldwide. <laughs> And here's why. I got an email, and the uh, subject matter was, Bruce Allen is, in fact, the greatest manager. (laughs) Elise, look at my computer. What's the name of this uh, magazine? Music Business Worldwide. Who's on the front page? He's bad. He's nice. That is Mr. Bruce Allen. (laughs) It's actually quite a nice article about you. Uh, Listen, I'm going to read what it says. MBW, uh, Music Business Worldwide, Greatest Manager Series, profiles the best artist managers in the global business. This time we feature Bruce Allen, manager of the likes of Brian Adams, Michael Buble, world's greatest managers, blah, blah, blah. I read that article in its entirety. I've forgotten. You and I have been together for such a long time. It's a little like, you know, you put the frog in the in the in a cool frying pan and then it just slowly heats up and he doesn't move yeah i've forgotten a lot of stories about you and i just want to touch on some of them uh did you used to have a punching bag in your office i still do (laughs) (laughs) nothing changes well what's been there forever what's the idea behind the punching bag well i got angry instead of throwing stuff i would just punch the bag while you were having conversations yeah because i've you know busted a few phones and stuff like that so it's stupid so i'd rather just pound the bag uh we've all seen i don't pound it when i'm talking that's too hard but after (laughs) (laughs) you can put individuals faces on it you can do lots of stuff we've all seen uh entourage (laughs) yeah and uh ari uh, who anyway, was yeah. famous for throwing things around? That was always that. Uh, it always occurred to me that that's kind of the way you handled things. And you know what? It's it's more fun if the if the phone's attached, okay? Because now when you phone a cell phone, it's not hasn't got the same thing at all. But when it's attached, it's on a cord and the, the receiver's flying okay. off through the window. Uh, you know, uh, Brian Adams. Yeah. Uh, can you tell the story about he was trying to do something that you were uh, against, and he was very pragmatic and calm and cool and collected. As, as I recollect. Well, that was in the early, early days. Right. When he came in the office, we were arguing over the, we were just talking about this, he and I, a while ago. Okay. Is that um, we were discussing uh, publishing, and I had a point of view on the publishing, and he had a different point of view, and we, we went back and forth on it, and we weren't getting anywhere, and I got so pissed off with them that I kicked, you know, they had those metal waste paper baskets, kicked the waste paper basket beside my desk right at him. Like a soccer ball. Right, like a soccer ball. Boom. And he just put his hands up and caught it and put it down beside him and kept talking. Never missed, <laughs> never, it's like, it, 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 he was right in the middle of a sentence, just caught it and kept talking. It was very deflating, actually. <laughs> but I keep that, but I keep that, I keep that, I still have that waste paper basket with the dent in it. Do you have? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I, I want to ask you this. Uh, this is not a this is not a little thing. This is big. This is uh, as big as the music industry gets. And the thing that most people don't know about you is, on the world scale, you are well respected. That means in every country that produces music commercially yeah. available. Uh, if I said Bruce Allen, they would go, "Yeah, we, we know Bruce because yeah. he knows the stuff." However, you have not lost your Canadian roots. You are a Canadian. Agreed? A totally Canadian. Why have you not left? Now, the, the Why art- have I not gone down to the United States no, like some of these guys? Yeah, the artists that you work for have all left this country. No, they haven't. Well, Michael, Michael's still here. 
he lives in Venezuela, does he not? No, does he no, not he got, that's very, he's got a home here. He's, he's got his home here. He spends most of his time here. He might spend a couple of months. He married an Argentinian, so he lives in, uh, goes down there sometimes. He's got a family, too. you got to spread it around. Okay. Uh, Brian, Brian does it, but he has a studio here. He's still got roots there, and that's one of the best studios in the country right now. He's still here. What's the name of his studio? Warehouse Studio. Okay. okay and uh, that was a funny time, too. I walked in there the other day. I had to go and visit. Uh, Brian was here for a day. He's working on some stuff on this new record, so he's here for a day. He's just flown in right from Australia to here. He's going to spend the day here. I'm going to take him to the airport at night. He's going to fly back to New York. So I go in there, and all of a sudden I realize he's in the first floor. Michael Bublé with David Foster's on the third floor. Bob Rock's on the second floor. And you are the manager and of the manager all of every of one of those guys. <laughs> and I said, he said, you want to go up and say hello? I said, I just think, let's just get out of here. Right? <laughs> you know, you know, you got, there's too many, there's, there's, there's too many people. I mean, you know, but I went down to see Michael last night and Bob left and I'll, I guess I'll see Bob today, but they're all in here at once. It's kind of, it's kind of overwhelming. Will to see that happen. Is they it call a, it Bruce Allen's sweatshop. <laughs> is, is it a uh, is it a tough dynamic because artists are a different breed of yes. person is it a difficult uh juggling act for lack of a better way to describe it to keep them happy i think it's my paranoia more than their i think it would have been fine if i would have walked out and said right. hello to everybody i think i get a kick out of it right but i mean it's my paranoia, I think, because, you tr- listen, it's like my mother. If you got socks for Christmas, my brother got socks for Christmas. If I got a shirt, my brother got a shirt. He's like, you know what I mean? You have to really spread your time out properly. Okay, so and that, that's the juggling act, I think, the hardest part. Uh, uh, this is, and this, I think, speaks to the type of person that you are. Uh, tell me the story about you being in China with... Uh, Michael yeah. Buble and Brian Adams. Brian Adams was, played in Vancouver. He was performing in Vancouver, which is his home. It's where he started. It's where everything came together. It's where the two of you met. Yep. And, and so I've, it is the I've base never for missed, I never missed a show of his in Vancouver. Because it's like, an important place important. for both of you. It's just important. It's, it's just, you know, and, and we've, how many times we played? I think we played that building 13 times at Rogers Arena or the Coliseum or whatever building it was at the time. And we opened Rogers Arena and stuff like that. So we've, we've played there forever. And he was going into Vancouver. And... And he so had you're said, in China and I'm in China with, in, in, Buble. In, in, with Buble. And he had said, I had heard that, you know, he said, you know, this is going to be odd. It's going to be the first time I've ever played in Vancouver without Bruce being there. So Shanghai, here I am. I worked it out that I could actually get there and land there at six o'clock at night, five o'clock at night, and be about probably at the arena at six, leave Shanghai, fly to Vancouver, get there at five, get to the building by six. I know he wasn't going to walk in until about seven. Okay, so I'm sitting, I get there, I sit in his dressing room, sit there, wait, here he comes, da, 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 and walks in, went, oh my God. And there I was sitting there. And I mean, it was quite emotional for both of us, okay? And then he went out there, he did a killer show, and it was quite bad, because I had to leave then and get back to get a late flight back to China. So I went back to China the same night that I came in, more, more or less the same day that I came in, a roundabout way. Can you see it in his eyes, Kimmy, the tears? <laughs> He's a good guy. Here's something that you didn't say. Brian Adams said, what are you doing here? And you yeah. said, kid, I wouldn't miss this. I wouldn't miss Van- I wouldn't miss this for anything. He started to cry, and you started no, to cry. No, I was probably more him. <laughs> I think he was too stunned. But, I mean, it, it, we're, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's, there's a, we've been, been through a lot together, and some of these things are quite emotional. Even when he, when we were in there, the other studio the other day, and he, sees, he looks at me and says, you know, gee, you know, look how long we've been doing this. How long have we been doing this sitting here making records? You know, I mean, this will be, I think it's the 16th or 17th album that I've been with them. And also we, we talk about it quite often now. And I think because we're both getting older, I mean, you know what, like he's 58 years old. 
He's less older than you. Way younger than me. Yeah, <laughs> he's fifty-eight years old. Yeah, we've been together since he's kind of eighteen, right? So I mean, it's uh, and, and and it's a relationship that you know has never been documented. We never said there's no contracts. I mean, they talk about that that article too. Well, I was just going to say in this article from uh, Music Business Worldwide, yeah. uh, one of the things you mention is my word. My word is everything. Yep. How many contracts do you have signed with artists that you manage? I never have had one. Not one. Not one. And so when I break up with somebody, like when something splits and you just can't go, uh, you can't go on with it anymore. I know court-wise you could probably go to, you know, get some sign of settlement. But, you know, I've never had to worry about it well. You know, I just say, that's it, walk out the door and see you. And, uh, the, and the artists have always treated me fairly, too. If, they, if there was money that I'd earned, you know, like Randy Backman was very good at this, I'll turn to BTO era when we had Backman turn over. That's how you started. Randy yeah. Backman was the guy yeah. who made you a manager. Yeah, Randy Backman, you know, brought me, brought, gave me my first crack at it. Imagine the big time. You always had lots of little bar bands. You called yourself a manager. That's just because you owned the truck. But, you know, the, the, uh, the, uh, the, the, the Randy Backman, with all those big records that he had, my share of the royalty uh, always paid me my commission on it because I was the guy actually who put those deals together. Now, no futures or stuff like that, but he's always been fair that way. And I admire that from Randy. He's been, he's been straight up. I'm a lover boy guy also. Michael Buble is just a handshake. Michael Buble, yeah. Yep. yeah. That's fantastic, Bruce. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, how is it going to stay together? I get it. I get you it. Know, if, right. if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. So you're a big, you're a big proponent of Canadian acts, regardless of what type of music they yeah. play. You're and a big I, fan of Drake's, what, that's, fan that, of Bieber. That's interesting, Will. See, what I try to do is I the the juggling act is this Michael Bublé knows in his heart that he doesn't he's got he's not the same as Brian not the same act as Brian Adams who's not the same type of act as Jan Arden who wasn't the same type of act as Loverboy you know what I mean so you're not really saying they never have to sit there and say hey that's a big job they got. I, why? Maybe it was me they asked for, and he's just trying to move it around. They're paying more attention okay. to Everybody them. Everybody kind of stays in their lane, and that's really important, I think. Okay. So then I want to ask you about this. Uh, Lucas Nagura. He plays, he's a basketball player for the Raptors. Mm-hmm. Seven feet tall. He's from uh, Brazil. His favorite band is Nickelback, and he said people laugh in his face, even his own teammates laugh mm-hmm. in his face, because of Nickelback. So what is it about Nickelback, who became huge superstar acts out of Canada, I would never laugh at Nickelback. Anybody who laughs at Nickelback is wrong because Nickelback succeeded. Chad Kroger, they may laugh at, maybe he had the wrong haircut or maybe he had the mullets. I don't know what they were laughing at. Maybe they thought the songs were too simplistic, but we've had Hosier music for a long, long time. Okay, a long time. Whether it was the Guess Who, whether back with Turn Overdrive, I did that, made that stuff. Lover Boy, come on. I mean, we're all in the same genre. Okay, so maybe Chad came in a different time when that music was kind of a bit passe but chad kroger is a massive massive talent i don't laugh at people who sell millions of albums if i'm laughing at people selling millions of albums i got a problem because that's how you judge that's how you judge stuff that's why you and i have always got into these arguments about great great he's so great he's so great yeah what's he done he's so great i was sitting there the you know I mean, what's he done what is like I, I, you know you and i've had this stuff well i used to i hate it you earn that title wayne gretzky's great Okay, he's earned it. Okay. Okay. A lot of guys, just because they're in the NHL, don't make them great. I mean, you know, I sit there. My biggest argument was the tragically hip. You know that. We had it for years and years and years. We'd argue about that. The tragically hip, we're lucky. They're like a, they're, 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 they're a Canadian band. Stop. Stop. I know. They, they, but could, they couldn't sell out Seattle. See, okay? the thing, but the thing that bothered me about it, it never bothered me. The thing I found it most fascinating. No, the thing I found <laughs> fascinating about it was the reason you were always pissed off with with the tragically hip is because they had a high school friend, Jake gold mm-hmm. as their manager mm-hmm. who didn't know 
shite from Shinola about the business. And you knew that if you took the Tragically Hip on, they would have been a worldwide act. They would have been as widely regarded in the United States as they would be in the United Kingdom as they would be in South America, for God's sakes. And it pissed you off to no end that that amount of talent got left on the table in Canada. That's right. And Chad Kroger... Say what you want. He does sells out in Europe. He sells out in England. He sells out in South America, like this gentleman, the basketball player, said. He sells tickets. Now, okay. am I going to denigrate him? No, no, I'm not. I have one Chad Kroger story. We're taking a photograph, Chad and I, and, yeah. and the gang. And just for fun, just before they take the photograph, all I'm trying to do is get a reaction so it doesn't look like every other photograph of a bunch of people standing there. Yeah. And so I just put my hand behind me and grabbed him by the package. Yeah. And he came, you know, ha! like that. And it was a great moment. But as we finish, the cameraman says, oh, I didn't capture that moment. Could you do it again? <laughs> oh, gee. Okay, so, <laughs> so we all kind of got the same position. And I had my hand on Chad Kroger's crotch. Yeah. And while I'm doing that, the cameraman is fooling around and fooling around. And it's taken way too long. And now I can start to feel body heat transferring between <laughs> our two bodies. Okay. And I said to Chad... Is this getting uncomfortable? And he said, a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) We'll talk in a week. I'll see you, Willie.